0: Hello everyone and welcome to Education Checkup. I'm Johnette Magner. We're a weekly podcast here at KTBS and we cover what is happening in education in Northwest Louisiana. I'm joined today by my co-host, Dr. Philip Roseman. He is a cardiologist by occupation, but he's here as a champion of education in Louisiana. He is past chairman of Blueprint Louisiana and a recent recipient of the Bob Hamm Lifetime Distinguished Service Award from the Council for a Better Louisiana. And he is also in the Northwest Louisiana Junior Achievement Business Hall of Fame. Welcome, Dr. Roseman.
1: Welcome, thank you for having us. We're gonna Mm -hmm. have a really good conversation You know, I grew up in North uh, Shreveport.
0: I know that. And uh, you and we seem- Steve Prater, we- right?
1: Yes, that's right. <laughs> and and uh, we seem to have a lot of people from North Shreveport in mm-hmm. this, uh, on, on this program here. And I know what it means to that community to have such a <laughs> great school system. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know my mother used to work on that years and years mm-hmm. ago. She uh, was nurse uh, in uh, uh, Blanchard and surrounding areas in North Shreveport for 40 years. So it's nice to be able to talk with you mm-hmm. and uh, for others to be able to see what's going on uh, in North Shreveport, in Blanchard, uh, at Donny Bickham at Northwood. Uh, it's uh, uh, really gonna be fun to, to go over this. But uh, I'm introducing Amanda Wall. Uh, uh, Miss Wall is the principal at Donny Bickham. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna let you talk a little bit about Donnie Bickham. Tell yes, us about the school, where it's located, and your thoughts in the community.
2: Okay, I, I love to talk about Donnie Bickham, so that will be easy for <laughs> for me. We're a neighborhood school, and we service grades fourth through eighth grade. We have about 800 students currently, and we are a true community school. We, we really have something for everyone. The Blanchard community is the community we live in and serve. Um, I'm proud say that both of my children attended the schools that that I work at and that my husband works at so and we we sent them there by choice Um, we knew that they were going to get a good education and they did where our our daughter is in high school and leaving Caddo Parish in two years but they have served our children and um, us well now fourth through what, what did you say Fourth through grade. eight
0: that's kind of an unusual little group yeah. there that what how
2: why why do you have four through eight yeah let me give i'll give you a little history um on that we are the only school with that configuration in caddo parish fourth through eighth grade um, so it is unusual when blanchard elementary um, became overcrowded mm-hmm. about eight years ago eight to ten years ago Uh, the solution between the principals at that time was to move the fourth I'm sorry the fifth graders over to Donnie Bickham and then K4 would remain at Blanchard so they did that about eight years ago and my son was in one of those first groups then two years ago when one of the other schools um, closed down and the, the grade levels were reconfigured they um, proposed moving fourth grade there as well and so we had the space um, so we made it happen so it's been a few years just a couple of years with fourth grade Um, we love it we love having the elementary on our campus Um, they get access to lots of middle school events that they normally wouldn't have access Mm -hmm. to Um, they even can try out for certain athletic groups and spirit groups Um, so they get they get some advantages but at the same time they're still elementary so they have their own wing and they still do all the elementary things so they get the best of both worlds in our opinion
1: yeah did you when it first happened I'm sure there was some concern because younger kids with the with the middle school kids how have you have you made that work
2: yes and, and I was actually living both sides of that when my son went came up. So I, I was an administrator at, at another school at that time. So I could see it as a school leader, but I, could all, I was also having all of the same concerns as a parent about my baby being on the campus with older okay. kids, being on the bus, passing older kids in the hallway. So that perspective, um, Mr. Wall, my husband, was the principal at the time. That perspective helped us communicate with parents. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to see both sides and not just say this is what we're going to do, but we were actually living it. Mm-hmm. So, you
1: know, there's a, when you look at where you, where you are over in Blanchard, mm-hmm. Blanchard has essentially its own community it does. school system. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the way up. And we've interviewed, as I said, we've interviewed others from from the area uh, in Blanchard Elementary, and they talked about the community and most of their teachers were graduates of Blanchard Elementary Mm -hmm. School, and I don't know about that. Tell us about that community Spirit that exists there that many people probably don't even know about
2: right and and when I arrived today um, I think I made the the comment to both of you that we don't leave Blanchard unless we have to <laughs> And Now that we have a Walmart. We certainly don't have <laughs> <that>. <laughs> But um, it, it is a community within itself um, There's just a strong support from everyone and um, we, we both grew up in that area, my family and both of our children, uh, like we said, we had the confidence that they would go to school there and get what they needed. Um, it, it, it's just everyone with the same goal in mind, and it really is a community.
1: You were chosen, or school's chosen, Donnie Bickham, to, mm-hmm. uh, because of the significant improvements that have been going on in the school over the last year, two years. Right. Can you? Tell us a little bit about what's made you successful, what you feel like has made you successful. Mm-hmm. What are the important things to take away from the journey you know, with Donnie Bickham?
2: Right, well, it's hands down the community. It, it's, it's not because one person um, put in the work and effort to help kids grow. It's everyone, same mind, same goal set, doing the same thing to move kids. So we have, I mean, our teachers, I would put up our teachers against any other school any day. Um, Before, when I said we're one of the true last neighborhood schools, I feel like, Um, we don't have admission criteria. We take everyone in our community. We have classes all the way from autism classes to self-contained classes, students with special needs. We have a wide variety of students and we meet the needs of all of those students when you look at our school performance score, um, the progress index is part of that score and that's, that's taking the child where they are currently and moving them, growing them to the next level. Um, so our last set of scores showed us in the rating system, um, we, we grew to a B in that area because we went up five points in, in the progress index. So yeah. that's, that's when they come to us assessing where are they mm-hmm. and by the end of the year growing them to that expected score
1: and with all said you know we talk talked about accountability a lot but mm-hmm. that truly is the accountability it uh, is it, a it's thing the that most we should be looking at area. what is the progress of the individual child on the individual year exactly and five points for people who don't know that much about accountability system mm-hmm. is a lot it is uh, it's a it's a major increase so yeah. so what is it that how did you grow the culture? I mean, mm-hmm. every good school, every great school has some kind of great culture. They they've worked on it. Mm-hmm. What what is it at Donnie Bickham?
2: Well, again, it goes back to the community. That when we 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 are looking for teachers to work at our school, um, when we interview it, I, I think of it as what I want this person to teach my child because mm-hmm. my children went there so it literally was what I want this person to teach my child do they have high expectations do they want to be a part of the community um, that has that support from every angle so our our climate and culture has really of course my husband was there before and so a lot of things were in place and we just continued on with that but it's keeping those teachers that are committed to our community and our students and understand that we are do we do have a very special community different from anywhere else that I've ever been or most places in cattle Parish Schools. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, I was thinking about this the other day and then when you came up here to just uh, to ask you, um, Blanchard, Donnie Bickham, Northwood, Mm -hmm. that community, Mm -hmm. okay, would be a very interesting uh, look at what we do when we're looking at the issue of, what do we need to do to get people ready for jobs mm-hmm. who don't necessarily are gonna all go to college, you know, right. mm-hmm. uh, uh, what kind of things can you do together? What kind of things are y'all doing mm-hmm. in that area um, at the, really the, I guess the fourth through the 12 level?
2: Right, right, because our overall mission is um, to prepare students to be college or career ready. Right. So, uh, even at fourth grade, we had our grade level meetings this week talking to fourth graders about when you leave middle school, even when you get to eighth grade, you're looking at that path that you want to take in high school. And whether it's taking college classes to uh, go to college and earn a degree, or whether it's choosing one of those pathways in high school to begin your career. So, one of our programs that is very strong is robotics. Mm -hmm. and we have one of the probably the longest running robotics programs in the district Um, in fact they've changed leagues several times but this past time we're in several (coughs) more than one league one is the first Lego League Mm -hmm. Um, we just traveled to Northwestern and came in first place among all of the middle schools in Caddo Parish so we have um, several teachers it, again, it goes back to community because the two teachers that are leading that program, at, program and have consistently built it are two teachers who live in the community, have children at our schools, are have a um, personal investment mm-hmm. in the community and the program. So they have grown it uh, beyond anything that we could have imagined. Yeah. So they, we really have that um, interest in STEM education and building the science programs and and the things that are not only motivating and interesting at the middle school level, but that can lead into a career in the future.
1: What makes a great principal? I mean, uh, and uh, I know it's hard for you to say that about yourself, although you should, but Basically, as you've learned along the way, mm-hmm. and served under all kinds of different principals mm-hmm. and different people, what makes a great principal? What what makes a great principal of a successful school?
2: What makes a great principal? And I and I've, I'm lucky because I've worked under some amazing principals. Um, the most important thing is to listen. Mm-hmm. To listen to what your staff is saying. Listen to what your students are saying and listen to what your parents are saying. Um, Try not to take it personal, but listening to it and making decisions that are best for the kids. So to me, that's the best thing that a principal can do. Um, I'm a math teacher at heart, so I'm a very logical-minded person, and sometimes I, I tend to focus on the data but that can't be the only thing. Mm-hmm. It has to be everything else that goes along with it. So I, I, I would say that, and I would say that the other thing is that if, if your heart is not really in it for the kids, that there will be many more difficult days than <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, it, it, I only have to spend a few minutes back in a classroom to remember why I did this why I was called to do this and why it's important.
1: Yeah, well, what makes a great teacher?
2: Oh, wow. What are you looking for? I, I think the same things. I, when I'm looking for a teacher, it's someone who has a love for children. Um, you know, I, I, I can teach you content. I can teach you how to teach math, um, but it goes back to genu- genuinely caring for um, teachers. And one of our um, initiatives this year is uh, the TBRI program, um, Trust-Based Relational Interventions. And it really just goes back to the research um, about developing connections with students Mm -hmm. and really meeting their needs. And until you do that, they won't be ready to learn. So this year we have really, the new teachers we've brought on board, we're all learning those uh, principles and they're learning along with us. but it's being open and being flexible, yeah. but just always willing to learn yeah,
1: and be willing to do that to look mm-hmm. at how you can build relationships. It's not something that yes. everybody can do easily, exactly. and uh, some it's harder than others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just have to put your mind to it right. uh, if it's something because it is something that's important. Mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. The adult and the child interaction. How how do you build those relationships? Uh, you know, is, is is hugely important. Right. Um, one of the things that we've also noticed in talking to some of these very successful schools like yours mm-hmm. um, is that um, uh, they're using data, they're using information uh, like they've never done before, uh, and they're using that to individually help individual children mm-hmm. in the different classrooms. Right and teachers are talking about this Mm -hmm. they're having discussions about this conversations about Mm -hmm. this and how they can help each other do that
2: right
1: is that part of 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 what's going on and Mm -hmm. uh and how do you feel about that
2: right common planning is um what our teachers do every day Um, it's not necessarily so it it's not always formal but informally they're always assessing where the students are and it goes back to that progress index trying to grow them from where they are so if you don't know where they are today you can't make a plan to get them where they need to be tomorrow or by the end of the year so um, we have our schedule built to um, accommodate the teachers and give them that planning time common planning time during the school day so they can use it effectively Um, our fourth grade students just completed their middle of the year Um, literacy screeners so our initiative of making sure that kids leave third grade reading so when they go to fourth grade they can move and be on grade level Um, all of our students I believe 96% of our students improved from the beginning of the year to the middle of the year
1: so does that mean 96% of them met the literacy requirements
2: oral reading fluency It means that they are reading fluently Uh um, and accurately. They it measures two different things. Um, From the beginning of the year till now, they've improved in those two areas. Oh,
1: yeah, that's Mm -hmm. great.
2: I know it's it's awesome.
1: It is, and you know, a lot of that we've talked with others about is in literacy has been sort of a back to the basics approach, the use of phonics again. Mm -hmm. I, I can tell you, I was at a Bessie board meeting and they're talking about flashcards for math again so (laughs) we're kind of going back to those foundational skills Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you know uh, so they need to be there for you to be able to teach between four and eighth grade those skills have to be there in the the third grade let me just ask you one other questions about the challenges Mm -hmm. Um, what do you see as the challenges in front of you or the things that challenge you and things that bother you from time to time uh, about fixing?
2: Hmm. That's a good question. And I, I should have worn my shirt today that says um New Ch New Year, New Challenges, same great God. <laughs> 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 that would have been appropriate That'd be a for good this one. question. That would be a good one for that question. Yes. Challenges. Hmm. I would say and I hate to even use the C word COVID, but I would say that one of the main challenges is that even though we're three years out from that, we're still um, going back and addressing those gaps that happened during those times. So part of that assessing where they are when they come to us, we're always keeping that in mind that where were these students three years ago? Mm-hmm. and then when we look back at the gaps that were that are missing especially in math where the skills build on each other yeah. and with there's almost always a direct correlation between during that time they were learning how to do this and that's right. keeping them from doing on grade level work so the challenge of going back and addressing those and remediating those skills to then Get to grade level is challenging with the time. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I learned when
0: I did a series on truancy mm-hmm. in CADO, it was a five part series. Yeah, is it seems like COVID broke the social contract that had always existed mm-hmm. that you sent your kids to school, you know, just this belief in compulsory education. Right? Have you? struggled at your school with getting parents back into that mindset
2: yes and i almost said that as my as the challenge um and and i i don't want to say it's it's definitely not a negative but because we are a community and a very close-knit we we have families that value family time Mm -hmm. and Covid changed mindsets of really what's important, yeah, and so sometimes the way that education was viewed before that time versus now is different mm-hmm. and so it it has it is a constant challenge of that mindset, and I hate to say this too, but when we did virtual learning um sometimes we kept some things that turned out to be positive things like canvas assignments on canvas Mm -hmm. so that if a student is absent Mm -hmm. they can pull up the assignment and sometimes the video or instruction that went with it Mm -hmm. to help them if they were absent that day Um, but it's never a replacement for face-to-face instruction yeah, my my husband uh, often says, and he
0: has a background in education mm-hmm. and technology, mm-hmm. that we think of technology as something uh, for privileged children right. and families. He says, but the fe- in the future, uh, impoverished children will be taught by technology, mm-hmm. and more privileged children will be taught by teachers. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, this wow. has really been good. We uh, learned a lot. Thank you for... For being here Thank and you for inviting and and, me. And, and, uh, and talking about what's going on in Blanchard and Donnie Bickham and uh, Blanchard elementary and all the schools out in that part of the the city um, we usually ask a couple of questions at the end that are mm-hmm. kind of more personal but just what give us some words of wisdom Mm -hmm. uh you you can pick it in anything that you want but (laughs) you know what have you learned from somebody or something along the way that Mm -hmm. really stuck with you and this is the words of wisdom you always bother people with
2: gosh that's hard because there's so many things um but for me it goes back to the kids um our focus this year has been like I said TBRI and and making connections with kids and meeting their needs Um, seeing the kids as people Mm -hmm. first before we try to teach them how to add and subtract fractions it is key and and that mindset this year it's really reminded I hate to say it's reminded me to care but it it kind of reminds you why you did this in the first place and that overlooking that is detrimental to everyone but especially the kid
0: yeah
1: yeah fantastic things to remember all the time no matter whether Mm -hmm. you're a teacher or a doctor or a journalist or what we all can take that as uh, Mm -hmm. uh, great advice but thank you for being here again again. and thank you for what you're doing uh, for our community uh, and, uh, and what's going on at your school.
2: Well, thank yeah. you for highlighting the positive things. <laughs> <laughs> we like to see that. Yes, <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely. And thank you for joining us for Education Checkup. You can view our other podcasts anywhere you listen to them or go to our website at com slash podcast. Have a good day, and we will see you next time for Education Checkup.